Rules don't matter in language learning, at least not the rules that are taught at school. I'm going to talk about that because I just finished reading a book written by Manfred Spitzer, whom I have mentioned before, called The Mind Within the Net, where he covers how the brain learns, what happens when we learn, and it's, it's kind of a, a very good follow-up to a previous book I read by Manfred Spitzer in German called Lernen, Gehirnforschung und uh, die Schule des Lebens. I like Manfred Spitzer. He's very good at explaining what happens in our brains when we learn, but this latest book is particularly interesting because much of language language instruction is based on teaching rules that is largely counterproductive. Spitzer begins his book with the example of how babies or young kids learn the past tense of English verbs. Surprisingly, they first learn some of the very common irregular verbs for the simple reason that those verbs are very common. Went, came, etc. And so they learn these and by learning these and hearing other verbs, they gradually start to develop some rules, some patterns for how the verbs work in English. And so after learning a few irregular verbs, because they are the most frequent, then they become quite good at learning the sort of regular verbs, that is, where the ed is added to the verb. And studies have shown that adults learn the same way. And then, as they develop this pattern, because they hear more and more of these verbs with the ed attached to them, so they begin to understand that the past tense is formed by adding ed, then they start to apply the ed past tense to verbs that don't take the ed. In other words, other irregular verbs. So after that initial period where the very common irregular verbs are learned, they then go through a period where they're very good with the regular verbs that take ed, and then subsequently they learn the not so frequent verbs that don't take ed. That is the pattern. That is the pattern for kids, and it's the pattern for adult learners. What does that tell us? It tells us that it is not a matter of teaching a rule. It's a matter of exposure to the language, allowing the brain to form its own rules. He again illustrates this point well, first of all, he talks about the father trying to teach the child, you know, this is how the past tense is formed. That's unnecessary. If the father is speaking in a loud voice and pointing his finger at the child, the child will only form the, the following pattern. And that is, my father always talks in a loud voice and points his finger. Or he may deduce another pattern that all fathers talk in a loud voice and point their finger. The rule that matters is how the language is used, and that is acquired from interaction with others. In fact, one of the important things in childhood is is the ability to play. Because play, for the child, is an opportunity, and it's very important from an evolutionary perspective, where the child can make mistakes, interact, experiment with different things, and start to form patterns as to, you know, how life works, learn to anticipate what's going to happen in his or her life, and it's done in an environment which is relatively safe. It's not like you take the child out, you know, for caveman days hunting, where a mistake can have catastrophic consequences. In play, it's basically a consequence-free opportunity to experiment. And speaking of experiments, just to sort of contrast the sort of rules-based language production with a sort of naturally evolved process of correct language production, Spitzer takes the example of text-to-speech. So there was a system of text-to-speech. The original text-to-speech was called something like DEC talk, D-E-C talk, where this was used with English, there was a problem because in Spanish, the spelling is very consistent. For example, Spanish and other languages, spelling is very consistent. In English, of course, spelling is notoriously not consistent. 
So the solution was to develop a formula or an algorithm which looked at three letters on either side of the letter that they were trying to develop a sound for in order to develop the correct sound for that word. But even with that rule, the process was very slow. But as the technology improved and people developing text-to-speech were able to access massive amounts, you know, corpora, massive amounts of language content, audio, text, audio, text, they found that it was much faster and more accurate to allow the computer, without any rule, without any instruction, to develop its own patterns, its own rules, in order to produce accurately text-to-speech, speech from written English. And that's a bit like what happens in our brains. We don't need specific instruction. We just need to give the brain enough input in order for the brain to develop the necessary patterns. And modeling neural networks has enabled scientists to prove that uh, unlike what Chomsky said, where he seemed to suggest that there isn't enough input for the brain to develop all the necessary rules to deal with language. In fact, it is enough, and they show how it actually happens. Leaving aside the fact that not every language deals with past tense in the same way, I mean, in, in Chinese, the verb actually doesn't even change form. And when the child is born, of course, the child can adapt to the patterns of any language, whether it be the sound or the structure or how words function in a sentence. Spitzer says that initially the potential is limitless, capability is very much limited of the child. As the child gets better at producing the language, then the capability improves and the potential, the range of sounds, the range of, of structures that the child can deal with becomes more limited. And as we get older, then we are less capable of learning new languages to essentially native-like proficiency. But the principle is that it's not rules that govern how we speak. So learning the rules, being instructed in the rules is not going to help us speak. What we have to do is give our brains enough input, enough exposure, enough experience experience, enough events, so that the brain can gradually evolve its own rules, and these rules are more efficient than any rules that we attempt to teach. Uh, Spitzer goes into a lot of detail about the hippocampus and the cortex, which is kind of beyond my knowledge base, beyond my pay grade. But the gist of it is, as I understand it, and some of you out there may be more knowledgeable, that short-term memory, even medium-term memory events are stored in the hippocampus, whereas in the cortex, which surrounds the brain, there's a much slow process of gradually acquiring skills, longer-term knowledge, skills in language, and so forth and so on. And that the hippocampus is kind of the instructor of the cortex by giving constant events, a new word, uh, a new sentence, new sounds. So these things are constantly and repetitively pushed towards the cortex. And the cortex gradually converts this into the sort of explicit knowledge, the ability to do something, as opposed to our ability to remember specific events. In fact, we don't retain them in our hippocampus that long. Hippocampus has to pass them along to the cortex. And so the important thing there is to keep bombarding the hippocampus with enough events so that it continues to push these towards the cortex. I don't want to get into too much detail about how the synapses work because I don't fully understand it, but I think what I can take away from that is that our effort in language learning should not be focused on learning rules, studying rules, the way traditional language 
language instruction does. Instead, we should be allowing words to come in, sounds, they form connections to meaning, to connected meaning, to synonyms, antonyms, different contexts where we have seen them and over time, all of this stuff develops, presumably in our cortex, and we have a better and better ability to use the language. But it's not based on rules. So all the time we spend studying rules, it may be interesting, like if we've had enough, and I've said this before, if we've had enough experience with the language, and then the grammar explanation comes along to summarize something we're already familiar with, that can be satisfying. I'm not sure that it moves us along very much, but it might. But conversely, if you haven't had enough experience, enough exposure, then trying to generalize from a rule is not going to be that successful. And that is how we designed Link. And in another video, I'm going to talk about how Link was designed to deal with this pattern of learning. Not that I had read Manfred Spitzer's book at the time, but I just had observed in my own language learning the extent to which our brains can pick up on patterns. Examples, yes. Grammar rules, no. And that had always been my experience in learning languages. Given enough patterns and and examples, gradually my brain got used to the language. It turns out that that's right.